Welcome to Spiritful Wanderings. Tonight we are inspired and delighted to have a conversation with Athena Guzman. And um, we're going to invite Athena to introduce herself and to share about her spirit and her offerings and how it is that she shows up in the world. having me. Yeah, it's such an honor to be here in this uh, container with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so my name's Athena. I always have a, a bit of a challenge to box myself into a category of, of something or another um, as a soul on this evolutionary journey. Um, I guess I'm a healer. You could say that that's my full-time job right now. And I do that through um, holding space for people with uh, counseling sessions or shamanic healing work. And I also work with plant medicine and spent the last um, 14 years uh, really deep on the path of, of shamanic healing really that came through a a crisis in my own life um, and ended up going south to discover my, really uncover my more ancestral roots, which ended up leading me down um, a path working with ayahuasca. And um, yeah, and so it's been, I, I spent about nine years apprenticing quite deeply with, with that plant medicine and and in the last little bit have stepped into other offerings, um, but, but it is my deep love uh, learning from the plants. Um, and so this conversation opened up, uh, we were talking about what we could, we could talk about and the divine union topic arose. Uh, so, and that really has been a very, very living energy and teaching for me as I've been working with the plant spirit of rose and um yeah so i don't i am i rambling too much with that mm, no that's, <laughs> no <laughs> no it's so good to it really helps us feel you i think and feel okay, sort of feel the terrain of your your journey and yeah it sort of arise arrives us at this place of um the topic of divine union and i love this interplay between divine union and rose it almost feels like we're like rose is going to be a really big part of the conversation can you speak to that um energy of the rose and what rose has taught you about divine union oh and please also explain what you mean by divine union Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh oh yeah beautiful Mm -hmm. um so yeah I, i think i'll start by saying um, so in the tradition that I studied with for many years and then really following those strict protocols of plant diet and going down into the Amazon and uh, spending, you know, I spent long times uh, at times in isolation and fasting from food and water. And I was really in another, I was deep in this, in all these different, um, in, this, in, in this ancient wisdom tradition. Um, but working with Amazonian plants and 
when I started to work with Rose, which was outside of kind of my concept in a way, like it just wasn't something that my teachers had used. Um, but it, Rose came in and like started to apprentice me in a way. And I, um, it really, I have to say it like changed something. It's like it was in my DNA It because for most of us with, with Rose, uh, Rose is one of the, it's one of the oldest species of flowers. There's roses that are over 35,000 years old. So it goes all the way up to Paleolithic times. <laughs> and um, oh. and the rose has been this ancient symbol of the goddess of the great mother. And some even say there's stories that when the first rose came, it was um, actually a divine manifestation an expression of the divine mother to us human beings to us two leggets and uh to to uh and and in us experiencing that beauty um through the rose uh something shifted in our consciousness almost like a quantum leap in a way yeah. and um and so the teachings of the rose there's all these mystery schools connected to the rose with the Christ and the Magdalene uh, lineage of of this, yeah. What is divine union? And so, this this these ancient principles or really universal laws of masculine and feminine energy. That is the energy of creation. You know, you're pregnant right now, um, Courtney. And so that that sacred union is this creative force. But it's not about gender. It's about um, that embodied experience that you were talking about a bit earlier. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if that if that answers that question. Maybe it's like a big question, like what is divine union? Because it's like the universe. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From is anything that, I've heard oh, of divine union in the past, it's been related to finding your soul match or finding. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was wondering what, you know, if it, this is sort of oh. feels like it's even bigger than that. It uh-huh. feels like it's the polarities that help life to keep spinning and to help us keep mm-hmm. moving forward. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to feel into what that is from what you described. Absolutely. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, with, um, I'll just share this piece with the roses as I was in this healing process with the rose of, of, so for those listening that don't know what plant diet is, is it's a practice where you, you really attune your energy to the subtle field and you give up certain things like sugars and oils and become a little bit, you just, you kind of soften your energy to receive and you see this, this, this plant so the rose is as a master teacher almost like an awakened being that is here to support you and and you welcome that spirit into your life to help you and so what i love about the work with the plants is i find that it can go into those blind spots that i can't see that my ego will kind of trick me and i realized that i had a lot of pain and um a very unconscious beliefs around my inner masculine, around even letting that mas- sacred masculine energy in, if you will. 
And, um, and so as I was in this deep process with the rose, this very profound healing started to come uh, that surprised me. Uh, and, and I really do feel it's because it's like a, the rose is something all of our ancestors would have been around, you know, like our grandmothers at, at some point or another would have had some relationship with this plant. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's, I guess, that, that it's been a really beautiful journey of exploring what is this divine union energy in me uh, and, and that it really begins inside, right? Mm -hmm. It's never about another person. And then what that ended up doing is it ended up really um, healing my relationship uh, as I began to just, you know, I mean, it's obviously said, but I, it was still just a surprise and a beauty for me. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, this is what kind of like got, gave me chills when I was talking with Athena about potentially doing um, a podcast was just together is, it's so I felt a mirror in my own journey recently and it made me very curious mm -hmm. about other women and other masculines out there as well and all people and just this journey um you know for me I went on several years of like I had really explored my feminine and I was you know in these spaces of the femininity and just really finding flow and rest and creativity and really becoming comfortable with that. And then recognizing this outward mirror of my relationship with the masculine and then recognizing mm -hmm. I had a lot of reclamation work to do with my own inner masculine. Mm. And for me, that also had to do with my relationship with God or this is the word that I'm using. And mm. the reason I'm using that word is because I think in my consciousness and maybe in the collective that's represented more the mm -hmm. masculine quality of, um, mm. of mm. that divine union place. And um, yeah, and how much, um, like I spent several years, it's like recultivating that relationship with like the divine father or... Um, and, and just, I really resonate with what you shared there, Athena, about recognizing the hurt there, <laughs> you know, the hurt in relation yeah. to that. Yeah. And, and what's been really fascinating for me, and this is what I'm curious for us to explore is as I, um, healed that in myself, then for me, it manifested in this relationship with an outer masculine where and it's interesting mm -hmm. he had just gone on a journey of really cultivating his inner feminine and dancing with that piece in him and then it's interesting to watch how how now we're in this dance of our inner and mas masculine and feminine playing together but then manifesting outside in the relationship as sort of like me as a container of the feminine and him as this you know, outward container of the masculine, uh -huh. you know, but really both of us inside having this union. And I'm just so curious about this interplay, which again, isn't about gender, but more about these um, energies, these energies, I suppose. 
Yeah, that's so beautiful. How amazing that that manifested. I know. <laughs> I, I just want to celebrate that. Yeah. Ah, that's so, I love it when that kind of stuff happens. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, and what I can see now, like what I see now is I couldn't allow the masculine outside of me to meet me because mm-hmm. I wasn't claiming those parts in myself. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. You know, like I couldn't, it's like the only reason I can love and accept and welcome his traits of the masculine is because I know I those ones in myself. And and I, I would say in a bigger sense, and I feel like this is what divine union really is, is like, is my relationship to God or to the sacred masculine principle? Yeah. yeah. And I'd be curious, yeah. like, how would you describe or or how would you put into words if we can put into words (laughs) how you would understand that that masculine energy oh that's such a beautiful yeah you know it's such an it's was so amazing for me to be in this plant diet with rose that is like so feminine and i would have (laughs) i thought and i love like i've been doing um my work has been mostly with women and working with women in very deep ways. Um, when I lived in Peru, I uh, helped facilitate and organize women's retreats and we would bring in <clears throat> Shipibo grandmothers and all. The, it was just like such a powerful, I was just so devoted to the healing of the feminine. And then it was so, and I was just like, that's my life's work. And then all of suddenly it just happened out of nowhere where all of these men started showing up that wanted to work with me. Mm. And I recognized that I was quite limited in my capacity and being able to hold space for them and that I had my own inner work to do and that I couldn't hold space for them unless I really, I love what you said, like reclaimed that inner masculine in myself. And, um, yeah, just like with with relationships that I'd been in in the past, and um, I think you know I've in, we inherit beliefs around masculinity and um, femininity and these things, and um, and and I love what you what you said. Like, can we even put it into words? Because it's like we can try to put these huge universal concepts to describe God or source or the infinite um, and and these principles, these energies, this dance of that masculine and that feminine and and that that joyful uh, um, relationship uh, between the two. and um, and so I guess what I'll start with is that as I'll just just spiraling, I, I kind of speak in spirals. let's say I, I really don't like the concept of linear time so much, which sometimes makes me late for things. But um, <laughs> following, you know, we, we, it's like, we'll, we'll loop back. And so I just, just spiraling back to um, re- realizing that I had these, these, these wounds and my own father wound, my own um, healing that I had to do. And, and on a very like somatic physical level, that I had to um, allow that into my, like, like let it activate, let it open, like let it in. And, um, uh, and it, it's been a process and, mm-hmm. and it has, it, it has 
uh, and I have two young boys. And it's, uh, I'll say, like, it's been an interesting, it's like I've been doing, I would do these women's retreat and I, and I would come back and my boys would just be like so wild and loud. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they're not like meditative. They're not like meditative boys. They're like jungle, wild boys, which is wonderful. <laughs> um, but it's just like, okay, so here I am, this mother t- devoted to the healing of the planet. And I have these little boys that, how am I going to raise them as good men and realizing that I can't, as I, I have work to do inside of myself. And what started to happen is I started to heal and just with, and this is like very recent with the rose, but really kind of going deep into those patterns in myself um, and loving and, and, and holding that energy of, of deep, profound compassion uh and letting that masculine come in, you know, I started to watch something happen in my boys that it's like, it's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I was like slow dancing with my, my one yesterday. We were like having such a beautiful like moment. And it wasn't always like that. Like, it's just so powerful to see the work that we do inside of ourselves will manifest externally, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah. I don't know if I answered your question though, mm-hmm. but that's just what wanted to be said. So there yeah. we go. <laughs> well, so I hope that's okay. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. I love the spiral. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. I'm following you fully and Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm just getting curious yeah. um to land in what you're saying about exploring as you say, you know, the masculine inside of you and doing that work. I'm just wondering if you can give me like some tangible examples of like things that you've encountered in yourself that showed you that you needed to heal that and then how you went about that. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great question. If you feel comfortable going there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's, 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 you know, I think we, we can hide from ourselves. Human beings, we're really great at that. And um, what I love about working in the ceremonial realm is that I don't, I just feel like you can't hide from yourself. <laughs> um, and so it's like, okay. So I was actually holding a rose diet and I had, uh, and so this is quite recent as this un- unraveling that's been happening. And, um, but that's, what's alive for me right now. It's like these teachings have been coming in and um and these, these beautiful men, like I was sharing, and I didn't realize, like I would go and and we would talk and I would hold, we would, I would sing in ceremony and, and sing to them. But I could see that there was a part of me, there was a part in me that um, it's like they needed something that wasn't living in me. Like it wasn't, uh, I could just feel it in, in, in resonance. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I'll just share, I I hope it's okay. I'm just sharing from a ceremony, Mm -hmm. but I, I I, see, I, I, I studied with actually, um, men in my, um, in my training. And I think what happened is, is that I ended up really like some, some of the things that some of my teachers did, were not in full integrity and not, and they still had their own wounds 
from the um, from their own masculinity, from their own pain that they hadn't processed yet. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's completely allowed, right? Mm-hmm. We all have our pieces. Um, but in a way, I feel like I gave my power away to them. And, and so I, I, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a tangible example. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I I, it's wonderful. I really can feel what you're describing. I mean, okay. Just, just, I, I mean, I'd love to hear more, but what I'm getting so far is that when you're sensing into like a, a hollowness or a wound in, mm. in the other, that there was like a need to um, mirror that in some fashion in yourself or to respond in some way that showed you your own wounding. Would that be accurate? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Thank you. You express that perfectly. Thank you for finding mm. the words for me. Yeah, okay. that's perfect. Huh. Yeah, huh. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> so powerful. Mm. Well, and I mean, these are some of the words. If I could just speak some of the like the things that I how it manifested in mm. me was things like um, <clears throat> and my partner. It's so funny how spirit knows what they're doing because <laughs> like spirit just sent me like you know like an Aries fiery man (laughs) (laughs) and he poked all the places in me (laughs) um Mm -hmm. and for me what that was this is just an example of how I showed this wounding showed up in me is so much of my anger at like the patriarchy or misuse of power or places where I felt the masculine took up too much space with his voice or um, used his really powerful Mm -hmm. yang to take power or like there are all these places to the point where I had gotten so afraid of that part in myself where I wouldn't speak, I wouldn't step into power. And if anybody else Mm -hmm. did around Mm -hmm. me, it was very hard for me to perceive those qualities as guided by spirit. It was almost Mm -hmm. like the second a man walked in the room and was taking up space in a certain way, my whole being read it as um, unhealthy. And the other thing was, uh, what I recognized in myself is I actually had no idea inside myself of what what healthy power would feel or look like, or I actually had no concept or template in myself of like, what does it look like to create structure and um, leadership and fire, um, but guided by spirit as opposed to, you know, wounds? And that was how it showed up in me. And then what I noticed in my work or in my life was here I am holding space for, for people to heal, but like I'm, I'm so in the feminine receptive place, but here's this moment where somebody needs structure. Somebody needs me to step in my power. Somebody needs me to embody these qualities of the masculine. And I'm like not willing to go there because (laughs) I'm like, and, and for me, what was happening is Uh like a lack of wholeness, you know, like a lack of, of wholeness. Mm -hmm. And I'll even admit this is um, really funny, but I actually went through a big period where I was so angry at Jesus and I thought that was really fascinating because Mm -hmm. we think of this like metaphor of the divine masculine and feminine and I was so angry at Jesus. Like I just felt like 
what what's up man like why didn't you like make mary magdalene more important like i just had all these like internalized things and what was so great was when i brought it to jesus he was totally <laughs> willing to hear me uh-huh. and he was like yeah yeah like what is uh-huh. up with that like he he's so um <laughs> But it was funny for me to start admitting, like, I'm actually, like, enraged at this, <laughs> this, um, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and um, yeah, so I just wanted to name some of those for me, how they were manifesting. And then what I, what it was blocking I is, yeah, is I couldn't step, it was like, oh, but like the world really needs for a woman who is in touch with like the earth and like the receptivity and the feminine to claim and be able to step into those masculine places too, you know, and like what a disservice for me to not know how to do that, you know, or not, not be able to bring, like when I think of in myself, I'll just say one more thing. Like now I feel Uh like my masculine, inner masculine can hold space for my inner feminine to be felt and heard you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. and expressed and absolutely whereas before in a way my feminine couldn't um be received because I didn't have those masculine qualities on board to really Mm. shine them out or something you know (laughs) yeah 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 I really resonate with that yeah that's so I think that's a lot of women's experience and Uh a lot of those of us that are highly sensitive and yeah, we know that we're here to um, dismantle the patriarchy, dismantle Mm -hmm. this world and, and birth a new one. And yet, um, and, and it's always a point, you know, I always, I always uh, to the people that work with, me I always remind people that when there's that trigger and it's always a great lesson for me it's like when you're triggered by somebody in their power or jealous or um when there's that oomph you know that kind of contraction like it can sometimes be like an energetic contraction absolutely of you like a natural protective mechanism Mm -hmm. but there often can be a deep profound teaching of something in yourself a, a mirroring like you were talking about and and um and you know it, it was such a, I think it's it can be a really tricky thing when um we've inherited through our DNA through our grandmothers and mm-hmm. great-grandmothers um particular ways of being and it's you know our assignment to transmute that and um and I also know that being in my power, like I realized in, in especially working with the Rose as she was just so gently, kindly mm-hmm. helping me stand deeper in my truth. Um, but that I, I upset women around me and that I, there was a part of me that was like afraid mm-hmm. that, oh, I would be alone mm-hmm. if I really stepped into my truth, if I really stepped into my power and my divine service that I would, I would be alone and I would lose, you know, friends, I would lose sisters. I would, I would, I would threaten people. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that can, that can be a reality, you know, but it doesn't mean that, that like, that's just like a very shallow, that's not like, that's quite an illusion Mm -hmm. because when we are in our, our deep power 
and truth in God because all power comes from source, you know, not like an egoic power, like I am powerful, but like, like letting the power of the universe move through us, um, then like we are all, we naturally come into that connection. And um, I mean, that's why we're talking together, right? Because mm-hmm. you're in your, you, you, you both are, are st- stepping in your truths and I'm stepping in my truths and we are, come, that's what's brought us together is this, um, is that energy. So, um, and yet like the human, the human part, the, the human part still needs like tending to, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. yeah, it's such a journey, isn't it? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm really as you're talking I'm thinking about the rose more and and the representations that you both are talking about like these these elements that are here in this dualistic world that are here to show us and to teach us and how you both use them so mm-hmm. effectively to check in and to see mm-hmm. what's out of balance and I was just thinking back to you know, I've got yeah. so many rose bushes on my property. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Oh. So many because we moved here and, and the people here before us had glorious flower. Um, it was like a, a garden of acres and acres of flowers and mm. many of them roses. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll tend to these roses because they're beautiful. I love them. And and how funny that was to just dive into being with the rose and it was just you know would prick me and bring up all this emotion in me and be like but you're so soft and gentle and you're you're attacking me but wait a minute wait I'm attacking you what's happening here and then and it was it's really just so funny because the whole process of pruning my roses and looking after my roses is always insightful into some deeper part of me but I've never I haven't really gone super deep with that energy to feel into what exactly that is going on and what it's teaching me so Mm. I'd love to hear more about beautiful. yeah and and I I just love to know like what is it that the rose um does for you and how do you what kind of ceremonies do you do or how are you relating to Rose in a way and what could our listeners do to investigate this for themselves? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a beautiful question. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so like I was sharing the tradition that I've uh, really been seeped in sees that there are certain plants on the planet that are like master plants and those master plants are master teachers and the rose is one of those master teachers and and so um the uh, you know the the practice of i mean for for people just wanting to connect more to the elemental world and the earth realm and 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 creating that relationship with the plant nations um you know there's just just having that beautiful conversation of it's like um, Rosemary Gladstar is a herbalist that I that I studied with, and one of the practices is just sitting by by a plant for like you know once a day uh, for seven days, and then taking a break, and then coming back. And I, as a when I was studying herbalism, I thought, oh, you know, I really don't have that science brain. I can't. Um, 
I just really go into altered states pretty quickly. And I just like love to sing and very artistic. And I just couldn't remember, you know, the constituents and all the Latin names. And <laughs> um, what really, what really got me was the, it was like, well, all, all, every plant has its personality. Mm-hmm. And I'm very relational. Like I'll always remember things about my clients and the people I'm working with or my friends and you know, those little parts of themselves that make them uh, like their divine blueprint, like that just makes me so excited and celebrating that in people like their, their genius. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, uh, so that's, that's like getting to know the personality of the rose is like, yeah, like she's like so beautiful and so powerful um, and connected to all, you know, the rose has been associated with Mother Mary, and, and, and they found, like, by the temples of Isis, these uh, ancient um, fossilized roses mm. that are thousands of years old. Like, we've been to um, Parvati. Rose has been an offering to the goddess with, with human beings. We've, we've used the rose to connect, in a way, to that divine goddess and as a way of offering of Aini, of, um, of like d- deepening into uh, uh, that, that, that beauty way, that mm. beauty way and, and that, that way of grace. You know, it's like mm. Mother Mary. I love somebody was saying how in the, it's this wonderful book called The Way of the Rose. And uh, the author describes Mother Mary as um, like the cosmic loophole. Like, you know, there's the, the masculine, there's the Jesus and, and God and the Holy Spirit, and you have to follow these rules and you have to follow the Ten Commandments and whatever it is. And then you have Mother Mary that's just like, come as you are. I love you. I'm here for you. And um, and so, and, and Mother Mary, uh, really, when we look at like the history and we start to dig into the history and then we have mother mary which is really just a another expression of the goddess isis and then going back even further to the sumerian goddess inanna uh-huh. and so this ancient goddess culture is like living in this um manifestation of this plant the rose so um you know and and yeah, so for your, I guess for the listeners, um, just fostering that, like, feeling into the, into the history, and I don't want to say history, even the her story, the, the, the medicine that comes, um, but, and, and the teachings with Rose is, one of the teachings are around those boundaries, Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the prick mm-hmm. of the thorn mm-hmm. is is really about coming in a way that's respectful uh, mm-hmm. and life honoring, mm-hmm. and then we're working with mm-hmm. that. How do we come to that sacred feminine, and how does that masculine energy approach that feminine within mm-hmm. ourselves, within our own being? You were speaking, Courtney, of like holding your own your feminine, and and so I feel like the rose is like like we have to come with with careful, with that mindfulness mm-hmm. uh, in that way. Mm-hmm. So mm, I don't know if that too. answers you. Oh, it so does. And that's exactly what I was feeling when I was tending the roses is, wow, you command a lot of respect oh. and I have to be very yeah. mindful about how I approach you. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm I'm really so beautiful. You have all those roses. Oh, it's Mm -hmm. so beautiful here in the summer. Oh my goodness. And different all the colors. Well, you know what's the image that I keep seeing as we're sharing about this? I just want to share as I'm seeing this like rose growing up from the earth, you know, like going growing Mm. from the earth and then opening. And then it's like opening towards the sun, you know, and the sun is shining down from above. And I'm just sort of, this is the image that's just coming to me is this like union of the light and how open the rose is to that. It's just so open, opening into that light. And um, like, like we said, um, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant right now. And one of the fascinating things I've been learning about is that the Egyptians spoke of the like root of creation or like the divine union, right? Being the union of of light and sound and sort of like the feminine principle being like sound and the masculine principle being light. And it's sort of as they meet and I'm just seeing this rose as this like, like all these petals just like sending out vibration (laughs) towards the light or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I've never heard that before Uh about about the sound and light. That's so, that really feels true for me. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently when, when we conceive, like with all of us, when life is conceived, the ovum, the egg actually makes a sound, like it actually vibrates and makes a sound. And, you know, the sperm has the mitochondria and has the light. And so in physical form, that's how we are created. And then, and it's just really cool that the Egyptians knew this. And um, yeah, I'm just feeling that in that energy of opening and light well you know what's so amazing that you would say that because um the rose is also it's associated with um the star of venus Ah. and um Mm -hmm. and it's really quite fascinating because the if you look at i think it's a seven-year cycle that the venus travels in and it makes this five petal it, it actually travels in the geometry over a period of seven years mm-hmm. of um, creating this five petal flower. So you can, you can actually see over periods of time. And so our a- ancient ancestors um, were, had that understanding of Venus being connected to the five petal flower and, and the starlight and um you know, the, the, the flowers sit out underneath the moonlight and the starlight and then they receive that and then uh, and then we we receive that by by engaging with that mm. and then it, it's able to connect us to um, you know, we become so disconnected in our in our times, like to say like just slow down and smell the flowers is actually quite a um, quite a profound teaching of mastery can we slow down and smell the flowers you know (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah it's it's such a it's such a fun thing to feel in ourselves and and then it can become like almost a little too intellectual sometimes and and it's like bringing it back to what's living and and how do we live our lives and how do we um Mm -hmm. uh treat each other and our families and and uh and and yeah so 
So I will just as this energy of divine union, I've just been really, it's been a deep uh, practice for me the last while. Like what is divine union and how can I really embody that? It's, it's, yeah, it's like also like the mundane moments, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that aren't so um, uh, like romantic sounding, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel it's been really cool for me to be, um, and I know you both know this as as mothers, but it's like new for me in this terrain to be in this journey of in my embodiment, you know, like I have my soul and my spirit, and but in the embodiment being pregnant and so sinking more into the feminine principle in a way or being more brought into that earthy energy and watching the the principles of masculine feminine playing out between me and my partner as like I'm slowing mm-hmm. down and I'm moving more into that energy and watching him come more into like a fiery, you know, protector. <laughs> they speed up. That, yeah, they speed up <laughs> and, and seeing like there's so right. much and, and seeing this not as a gender role, but just like as a natural way that... Um, Mm-hmm. that allows and cultivates life and it's so good for me to not be attached to like you know this is how it is but more just in this marveling of the wisdom of these mm-hmm. two principles in the way that they dance and mm-hmm. what they can create because I can just feel that as my partner um, provides more of that masculine place I'm actually able to surrender more into this process of like opening and and um, deepening into the earth. Mm. And it's like, whoa, like this is also the dance that happens within me, you know, like the more that my masculine can hold that, the more that my inner feminine can be here and be honored. And it's actually really beautiful, this law of the universe I guess maybe is how I might say it mm, sounds like a lot of yeah. celebrating yeah celebrating and oh, honoring it's so wonderful you're pregnant <laughs> yeah, so, I totally. love pregnant women <laughs> yeah what a magical thing I'm always like pregnant women are so tuned in like if you want to know where to go or like just follow a pregnant one <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I know I was just saying to somebody yeah. today, I'm like, whoa, like, it's kind of neat because I feel like some of my more mental capacities and these different things are melting. And it's like my, uh-huh. those those more feminine qualities of like are like amplifying. I feel like I have superpowers in like the realm of like attunement and, <laughs> and slowing down, yeah, and, you know? Totally. Yeah. 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 It's pretty yeah. cool. Aww. And and one other piece that I just feel like I'm like tempted to just name is like, it almost feels like this is like, when we think of divine union as this place of connection or relationship, and I'm just feeling this collective wow. healing of <sighs> all of these parts of ourselves and all of the parts of the circle, you know, learning how to mm-hmm. um, meet each other or learning how to come into connection with each other. Yeah. I, well, I really, I think we're all on the same page that the work that we do inside of ourselves is, is what is shifting and it's going to change our planet. 
Mm. And um, I really, I love, um, you know, when the pan, whatever we want to call it, this time that we're in, I don't really want to call it a pandemic, but um, when this this time that we are in, when, when the lockdown happened, I started reading, um, like on repeat, Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now. Mm. And, um, oh no, not The Power of Now, sorry, A, a, a New, New Earth. Earth. And um, I, I like it much better than The Power of Now. Um, and he talks about how all the pollution on our planet, all of the wars, everything is this external manifestation. And that the pollution, no matter what solutions we come up with, to deal with the pollution externally until we deal with it on a level of consciousness, we we will just recreate because we're creating from the same level mm-hmm. of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And so just spiraling it back to these energies of this divine union of wholeness of, of that masculine and feminine, um, that sacred masculine and sacred feminine within us and, and most of us have been born into families where there's trauma and disconnect and and pain bodies that we, you know, we've needed to transmute and and um, alchemize and and for some people like survive like full on just needing to survive certain chapters and um, and yet it's like coming back into the knowing that. Like, I feel like it can be kind of this conceptual idea, like, oh, yeah, but when we really feel it, that it's, it really does begin with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, it's like, we need to keep reminding each other because there's a bit of a spell and a lot of noise that keeps us out of that inner knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, but that it this deep work that we're doing is so important right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting in my inner journey how often I notice whatever I'm seeing outside <laughs> and I'm able to identify it out there. And then it's like becoming aware of all those parts living inside of me, you know, and what a different yeah. place. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, like this is where that is mirrored in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And how am I going to hold it in here or how am I going to, you know, and and even just like talking about like the patriarchy, for example, realizing that there were all these parts in me that um, the yang parts that wanted to be right and wanted to have power and wanted to have, you know, to whatever yes. it was and then being like, oh, these are living in here too. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I going to relate with this? Mm-hmm. And as I learn how to relate with them inside of me, I feel way more able to meet it outside of me in a totally different way, you know? Yeah. I love how the ramping up of everything in the world, like the ramping up of all these external forces are just such an opportunity for us to have it reflect what's inside of us, to whatever degree that lives in us. And it's just these times I mean it's just crazy but it is so stimulating in terms of inner work so (laughs) hooray Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hooray hooray (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's true it really it really is um yeah I I just really love what you shared about about that 
the power, because I think that's a big piece right now with the masculine is that power and mm-hmm. control and, and, and then digesting it inside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's easy to point outwards yeah. and, and blame and make it external and, and then, uh, and not take the inner responsibility mm-hmm. and, and yet I found that like when I'm in the most joy and peace in my life is when I'm taking full responsibility, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, wow, that actually feels so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that like, as I've been able to learn how to love those wounded masculine parts in me, it's been so relieving. <laughs> Like, oh, these yeah. parts have just yeah. so needed so much tending and holding and presence. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, what a relief. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Shining yeah. a light Aww. on those places instead of just being stuck in the anger at all the hurt, you know? Yeah. Give us some tenderness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With boundary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boundaries. Tenderness and boundaries. (laughs) Tenderness and boundaries. Absolutely. Yeah. It feels like that's the, um, you know, I had this experience where I, um, I don't know if I should say this like on the record, (laughs) but um, maybe it's off the record. Yeah, I guess I am talking about like smuggling plant medicine. So maybe I shouldn't <laughs> say that on the record. But um, <laughs> I will, I, I mean, I'm okay to say it. Like I'm not, I'm not afraid actually. But I was at the airport. I just want to share this story because it was so, it was like this huge shift for me in my consciousness of uh-huh. really what is it that I stand for. Mm. And um, I was bringing all, it's just, a lot of a lot of practitioners I know working in holding healing space through ritual and um, working with uh, plant medicines. A lot of the medicines have been taken. There's not only has there been you know mass censorship on the media, but there's actually a bit of a like actual like in the mail things have been been um, blocked in ways that they've never I've mm-hmm. never experienced over many years. So I, I went and I, I was like, well, I'm going to bring some over the border. And um, I was in the, in the, like, I went from Peru to Mexico. And then I ended up, um, I was at the Mexican airport. And the woman was like, is this ayahuasca? And I was like, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And so then uh, I went into this, like, I saw all the men beside me had, like, bags full of alcohol, and they were just passing them through. And then just, like, everything in the airport kind of stopped, and I could just feel, like, all the pharmaceuticals and Uh all of them, you know, these these medicines that are allowed and the, the chemicals sprayed on our food and, and like, and it was like, what do you stand for? Like it w- it wasn't even about the ayahuasca at all. It was like, what do you stand for in these times and in this world? And, um, and I just got into this resonance of, you know what? I stand for the healing of the planet and I'm bringing this medicine in to support the healing of 
our planet to help people. And I'm in integrity with that. And they like even did like this test and a machine and they were testing it. And um, I thought I was like going to go to jail. (laughs) You were really standing for it. But I, yeah, I was, I was really. And so anyway, they ended up, um, this guy ended up uh, stopping like this woman who was like yelling at me at the airport. And she ended up, like, he ended up distracting her. And then the science guy who was testing the ayahuasca, he um, he just gave it back to me with a big smile and was like, all right, good job. And see you later. And then I just, like, <laughs> ran out of the airport. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, and praying. But I, I got into this energy of, you know, when we know what we stand for, uh-huh. and it's not about that. It's not necessarily about um, like that nece- that plant or whatever uh, that medicine, but like what we stand for in our lives and our in mm. our being. Mm-hmm. It's like everything aligns and opens in in these like really miraculous ways. Mm. So, um, but I think you're probably not going to be allowed to put that on your podcast. <laughs> We're putting it on. Yeah, yeah. It's staying. <laughs> I love it. That's such a great example. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was so wild. It was like it was such a it was such a profound teaching for me. And then I heard in my head it was like it's all roses from here. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then oh. I was able to come in and I was just like welcomed into Canada. And I, I have like my plate, my medicine for, for um, like the next year, maybe, mm. maybe even two years. I have, I had a good amount with me, but, um, but the, the, the teaching around it was, was like, we can get, like, I feel like this elder, I, I spoke to you many years ago, randomly, I met him and he's this amazing elder that worked with the Hopi for many years. And he says that confusion was the the weapon of choice mm-hmm. for certain, you know, it's it, because when we're confused and we're disconnected from what we stand for and who we are, then, um, well, then we, then we're able to be manipulated. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, anyway, I'm going on a tangent, but I just wanted to say, tell you that story. So mm-hmm. thanks for, for listening. I like it yeah. because it shows how um, we're working within these channels here on the planet. There's these channels, the way things happen, you know, that these drugs or these, al- you know, this alcohol or these things. Yes, those things. No, yeah. we're working and, and running around be- using these channels that are in existence, the structure that um, is yes. in such dire need of an overhaul and to be, mm. I don't know whether it dissolves or to be reconstructed or what, but it just, I think we're becoming more and more aware of what it is that we're actually running around inside of. Mm. <laughs> so that, that story really yeah. exemplified that for me. And then a kind of a blip in the matrix there where they just said, okay. <laughs> Maybe there's yeah, hope. It was a full on <laughs> Maybe there's some hope for these structures. <laughs> and I mean, I can relate to that in so many ways in my life where 
when I'm really, I love what you're saying because it's like when I'm just really clear in myself and I'm doing something from guidance and I'm just like clear in why I'm doing it, it's almost like things that I shouldn't be able to do or like this should be a problem (laughs) or something. It's like it's not Uh a problem at all and it's so easy to do and nobody... It's like nobody's questioning it and you're not really oh, I into- love that. It's like a spiritual form of disrupting. Like, you know, there's so many people out there that are trying, they're using like really pushing against and really uh-huh. trying hard to disrupt these systems and these channels. Mm-hmm. But I love the way that you ladies are talking about it, that it's a really subtle and, well, not subtle. I mean, I think it's powerful. Uh-huh. It's a powerful form, but it's a different form and it's yeah. and it's perhaps poking some holes. So yeah, nice work. Yeah, and when I, and when I think of what divine union is, it almost feels like it's like what helps us take that stand, right? It's like that wholeness mm, yes. or something. It's like that wow. wholeness and that clarity so that I'm almost seeing almost like this is a funny image to come, but like Moses standing in the middle of like, you know, the sea and you're just sort of clearing this path, yes. you know, with your wholeness oh, and just moving I love through. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That image just came to me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. And honestly, that's how it felt for me at the airport. I felt like uh-huh. Moses. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, I serve God and I serve the goddess and, uh-huh. and what kind of world do we want to be creating and feeding? And, mm-hmm. and so and it's such a powerful, it's like, it's like it purified any fear in me mm. that I've been having. Cause I've been having actually a lot of anxiety about what's going to be happening and all my families all over the world. I'm not going to be able to travel for some time. And it was like, well, you know what? This is like, I am in service to the divine. And that is like there's no wavering in that and that is that masculine that mm-hmm. steadfast potent that that still point mm-hmm. uh, of 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 almost divine silence of of the isness whatever we want to call it it's it, it is that principle and um if it, it, it can feel so like everything is just like standing straight like mm-hmm. like you were saying with the staff on on the ocean and I just love that yeah mm-hmm. yeah I'm so glad we circled back to that because I had this feeling I'm like I feel like I've named and like so much of like the woundedness and all these things and I was like okay what are the healthy qualities that I feel like I'm landing in or learning about or like my discovery of like where this healthy masculine comes in and those were the the words like Mm. clarity so much patience so much space you know so much um like that vertical that just is so connected above and below um that it's there's like a simplicity you know yes yeah Yeah. and that protective that protective energy that just holds the feminine yeah and, and, you know going back to the rose the rose which is one reason why it's one of the symbols of the divine union is it has that natural protective mechanism in it and then it has that feminine beauty like radiating through the flowers that the bees come and kiss uh-huh. so it's so beautiful how nature is um expresses that uh-huh. yeah 
Yeah, and I've been in such reverence and gratitude because as I'm moving deeper into the pregnancy, I'm noticing my edges or my like capacity almost to protect myself isn't like I'm not as tough as I was. <laughs> like it's almost like this toughness isn't there. And then to watch my partner come in Aww. and create that is almost like wow, like um it's like the world brought in as as I'm softening, the world has brought in that masculine principle in outside of me, you know, to create that protection. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, like this is this dance between the inner and the outer. Like I don't have to be everything all at once. There's actually this dance that's happening. Mm -hmm. And um, it's making me just so appreciate that that receiving, that receiving of both, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Ooh, I just love the way life teaches us. <laughs> in all these, it's like such a dance yeah. in all these ways. It is. It's yeah. such a fun, beautiful dance, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you so much for having this conversation, Athena. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to drop in with you beautiful souls, you beautiful women. I, I'm just so happy to meet you and and feel you and just be in circle with you in this way. And this, I, I feel, uh, yeah, a deep joy in my heart in this moment. Mm -hmm. I just, you have such a beautiful, I just felt the ancient teachings just sort of permeating out of you.